0: Hey, what's going on Automotive World? Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping and I'll be your host once again for today's episode. Joining me on the show today is Donnie Samford. Donnie is out of Ashland, Missouri and he runs a CarQuest auto parts store there. And he's joining me on the show today uh, to talk about exactly that the parts side of the automotive industry, and of course, specifically the aftermarket side of parts. But a lot of us deal with that. Uh, Even if you work at a dealership, uh, I know a lot of dealerships that purchase parts from aftermarket parts suppliers. But we're going to talk about the relationship between automotive parts providers and parts repair professionals, okay, between the shop and the parts store. Um, What are some of the struggles that both of us see from both sides of the table, and what are some of the things that both sides can do to make this work a little better, right? Uh, Because if we work together and we have a nice flow, um, we can make both parties involved and we can make our lives easier and that's the goal right let's get this flowing better and everybody makes more money and has an easier time of it um but what are some of the struggles that each side is going to see and what can we do uh, to try to help with that so uh i had a great talk with donnie really enjoyed meeting him uh with that out of the way let's jump right in it is nice to be able to make use of that otherwise downtime, right? You're just, you're just driving, right. staring at a windshield. Um, and you got to do it, especially certain people cer certain aspects of the, this industry. You're you're driving and that's what it is. But yep. if you can make use of that time somehow, um,
1: uh, I always feel like I'm, it's like you're, I don't want to waste time. Cause that's like my, you know, there's never enough as a business owner. There's never enough time in the day ever. Yeah. It's like, you can do one thing and and, uh, you know, you can kind of learn. That's one of my things I always say, as long as we learn something every day, you know, and
0: making the most of family and friend time too. Right. Because I could clear out another two, three hours at night, but then maybe I can't see my family or friends. And so (laughs) I'm, I'm sacrificing something there. So, well, maybe if I can, you know, squeeze in 40 minutes while I'm driving (laughs) kind (laughs) of who knows it's like juggling and I don't know how to juggle and I'm on a (laughs) unicycle and the the balls are on fire but that's that's how it goes
1: you know (laughs) well it's like if it's any day anything like mine like every day (laughs) I say like you know I write out like this is what I'm going to get done today and you know and part of that is like I'm I'm trying to uh, the only chance I have to sit down I I can't ever just sit down at my desk and go to learn something or try to do something because there's always that Hey, hey, hey. You know, there's always that. Just like today, you know, I had to run down to another town to pick up some parts. And it was one of our shops had a car and they installed a belt, installed the pulley. It was the only one we had on the shelf when they installed it. The car didn't make it a block and something happened and the belt popped off. It ruined the belt like it couldn't go, you know. So I jumped to my truck, drove down there, got another part for him, got it back to him. You know, there's it was just like those, those fires you don't, you didn't plan on.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're always going to be there. Um, well that's, that's a good place to start this off. Um, Donnie, what, what do you do? I, you're in the parts industry obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, tell the
1: listeners what you do, how long you've been doing it and how you got into it. So the best thing to you know about me, man, my whole adult life has been military and cars and, I spent nine and a half years on active duty. Was a M1A1 tank commander. I served in Iraq. Uh, I got out, and you know, realized there wasn't a big call for move, shoot, and communicate on the outside. And I, they, uh, I, I always like cars. I've always, I've always been that. Like something breaks in my car, I fix it. Usually, you know, and uh, I've mm-hmm. always been that way. Um, I got out. I took a job as, as, a, as a tanker. You're about 60% mechanic. You're always working on your tank, keeping it running. Mm-hmm. I did take a job as a mechanic um, working on military equipment um, shortly after the military. And then just things I needed to kind of get away from the base. And I moved over and I started working at a dealership uh, selling selling cars. And I did that for a while and then moved on and got, my, got partnered with another guy and moved back closer to home because my father had gotten kind of sick and just selling cars and you know we had a little thing we were always fixing trying to do and one of my funny things is i see how bad i was as a as the things i did when i was selling cars (laughs) now that i'm uh kind of doing this yeah and then and what's even funnier is i go back and i talk with my friends like it and i'm like oh man guys no that's not you can't just do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah right like uh and so that led me to, um, I went back to college, I joined the Guard, um, I put myself through college selling cars, and I didn't have a mechanic, so I always kind of, you know, like I said, working on it, I've always been that way. Um, I got to the point, I took a job after I got out with the National Guard full time, and then I got to where I needed to retire, Well, we'd moved down to this new town, and I'm constantly, with my, the way I am, I see something, it's a good deal, it's broken, I fix it fix it up. I sell it. And, uh, still even when I didn't have my dealer's license and the town, I I just realized there was no, like, man, we need a parts store. Like there's a lot of people living here and, and you know, and so I just had, did the research. And also as I was getting retired, I wanted to go back into owning my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I felt like I was the happiest. And my wife did not like cars, the sales. Like she did not like me having the car lot. And she's like, you're not doing another car lot. It's a rough business. And, uh, So I started, and that's when I came upon this man parts and I, you know, coming into it, I really thought like, you know, I've done a lot of, you know, I work on stuff. I do. Um, I really thought, but, uh, I'm four years, I'm at four years in business now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, wow. What I didn't know and what I've had to learn over the last four years has been astounding.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Well, a couple of things on that. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of people transition from the military into the automotive industry. And actually, I have a current student right now who was working on I, – I, I'm not a military guy, but I believe it was Abrams Tanks. Um, uh, tank mechanic? Yeah. And yeah. Um, he's fan, absolutely fantastic as far as a student. I mean, he's perfectly set up for this to, to come in and be a technician. Um, but I've seen a lot of military people transition, and I'm sure there's a lot to that. Um, but – um. Yeah, I, I um. I actually worked for a used car lot uh, as a technician <laughs> for a period of time, so I, I know what you're talking about. Where some of it's cringeworthy as far mm-hmm. as some of the practices and the, the normalcies of uh, buying and selling and. We had, um, (laughs) we had car dash parts as our main parts (laughs) supplier when I worked at that used car dealer. So we were, we were throwing on certain used things where I was like, Whoa, really? Like wheel
1: bearings and brake rotors. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I've kind of, I've been lucky. I've I've been able to take from what I, I, I learned there. And like, I found this out, uh, when I was doing it was, you know, I used to always try to save money. Right. I'd always try to save money. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Cause we're, you know, that's the thing about selling a car. You're trying to save money. So, you know, it's like you get online and you look this up and so many times you get it. And it's like, huh, why ain't this working? Yeah. Why doesn't this, this doesn't look like what I need or this doesn't fix it. And, you know, so I would be like, well, okay. And then I would go to a parts store and then they Oh yeah. Because was it made, March 3rd or after I'm like what? And, you know, and then I would say, okay, I'm going to return this. And I set it there and I've got a whole room of just old parts that, you know, someday hopefully I may need. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I just figured out, you know, Hey, just go to somewhere you like mm-hmm. and the people that take care of you and laws of average, it works out, you know? And then also those people that have like some good, you know, that, that, that don't just try to push parts at you and, and, hmm That's really what I've tried to do at, at our store, um, even to my own detriment. Um, you know, like if somebody comes in, everybody expects the parts store to 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 read a code, right? Oh, um, sure. And, you know, we keep a generic, a very generic scan, OBD2. Um, and I kind of got just uh, in my guys, we have a kind of a can spiel. You know, hey, we caveat everything. We're not mechanics. We're going to read the code. Um, mm-hmm. These are, very, you know, and we and I always try to work in there and try to give people a, a kernel of knowledge of, hey, these are very generic codes, you know, these are not, yeah, you know, and and I tie it back into how many times, like when I had my car lot. you know, how many times I thought I could fix something with just an O2 sensor, uh-huh. you know? and <laughs> right, and yeah. I said it's like it's like playing whack a mole, you know, it's like you throw yep. that O2 sensor on there, and then now since kind of being around, and you know, I worked on cars, but I never like knew what all was going on with that. You know, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be an exhaust leak that's causing the computer to over, re, over you know, to overdo and like, you sure. just can't. And and I always tell people like, you know, especially with those, you know, uh, a little bit of having somebody figure this out, like, like it's got the actual computers that can scan it, It's going to go a long ways in that. It's going to save you money. Yeah. Um, I tried and I know I could just say, yeah, put an no O2 sensor on it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I think it's really paid off for us. Um I have a really uh, good customer base. I'm blessed. I really am, Um and I, I think you know a lot of that stems back to that. That's yeah, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, it's it's almost like you know you you have to to compete with the other part stores because you know all of them do it the, the free mm-hmm. code scan or whatever. Um But then, of course, it's so easy to. Oh, yeah, well, oh, that code here by this sensor or by this yeah. uh, module or or whatever um, and maybe you get lucky and maybe it fixes it or or <laughs> or not um but there yeah there's there's so much more to it that the general public uh, doesn't realize um that that was actually one of the things I was wondering about as a as a parts professional is it easier to maybe easier is not even the right word, but what would you prefer? If you if you only dealt with retail customers, or if you only dealt with repair shops, uh, which one do you well, think it one, would be?
1: Yeah, that was uh, uh, that's a rough one because both of them. I love my shops, I really do. Since I've gotten to uh, uh, kind of be in this, I. I really do love the shops, but I really like helping people on the DIY side. It, uh-huh. it's, that's a real, like, hard choice to be, like, asking me on my, I'm like, in this business, you really need both. You really mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, your sales base is volume with the shops. You know, your margins are a lot tighter. Yeah. Um, you know, which, and, and they should be. You guys buy a lot of parts. Um, but on the DIY side, you know, it's very rewarding when you see somebody come in because, uh, it's very rewarding to see somebody because that's what I always loved about it. you go into parts store. I can do this myself. I can fix this uh-huh. and you know, and you go in, you did that and you're taking care of your stuff. And, you know, sometimes nobody cares about your stuff like you, you know? And, yep. uh, and that's kind of uh, one of the things I've always looked at. Like, you know, if you're the one that's doing the, the, the small amount of maintenance on it, you know, you can look at your stuff and you can start to learn and, and it helps you be a better and I've really tried cause that's tough because then on the other side of it, I really, uh, I really enjoy being in the shops. You know, I really, uh, as my role is, you know, I own the store, but I kind of work as you know, the commercial guy. I'm the, I just kind of catch all. I work on the counter. Um, you know, but I do have two guys and I'm blessed with them too. Um, you know, they have cover the counter, but I do a lot of, like, you know, if the shops need something and it's not, like, it's not quite driving, I'll just jump in my car and drive over there, grab it, look at it, bring it back, um, you know, because that's one of the things, you know, I, I kind of take that as my job, you know, and I, I really like to get back to my, what you asked me, I enjoy that, I really do, but I also enjoy, you know, I've got some people that come in on that, uh, just some amazing stories, like, I've got a guy who was a mechanic for mm-hmm. a long time. And I can't remember what the, how long it was, but he was a mechanic for a good portion of his adult life. Something clicked, and he went to medical school. He's now a doctor. Wow! Um, he comes in on the weekends. Uh, he's always working on something. He's always got nice. something torn apart. You know, yeah. And he comes in, and you know, and I'm not talking about just doing little stuff. I mean, he's tearing a motor apart. He's, you know, he's. And, you know, and it's like, huh, he's a doctor, you know, and and he's close to like, I'd say he's in his late fifties, you know, but it's just a really unique story. And it's like, you know, I learn from him every day, you know, like when he comes in, you know, and he'll tell me stuff and, and, um, you know, I just love that part of it too. And, and that's the other thing on the DIY side is I can kind of straddle that of sometimes people come in and it's like right off, you can kind of gauge and say, whoa you need to just take this somewhere Uh and often to my own detriment. Like I know if I was like one of the other bigger box stores or something, maybe saying like, Hey, you know, you need to buy this or you need to buy that. And I'm like, no, look, you're just, just go over here. I got to sleep at night and, and, and I figure it'll, it'll come back to me, you know? Yeah, And, and so far it's been very, very successful, you know? Um, Well, that's that's where a lot of us started
0: doing it ourselves when, at least for me, when I was a teenager and barely knew what I was doing, you could walk into the local, you know, Napa store or Riley's or whatever it was in town and get those spark plugs and figure it out. And that's, that's the beginnings of it to say that, Oh, Hey, maybe I should go to tech school and, and start learning more of this stuff. So it's, it's good that that DIY stuff is there, because if you think about it, a lot of other career paths or industries don't necessarily have that. There's not like a parts Mm -mm. store for an iPhone. You know, if you want to, if you want to get into something like that, like you can't just go up the road and get parts. I mean, maybe somewhere you can, but where I'm at, you can't just go up the road and get parts to fix stuff like that. So that maybe that's, maybe that deters somebody from getting into it. So I always thought Mm -hmm. that was, that was cool. Um, and I always, still to this day, um, I've been around the same area for many years and our local Napa store. And honestly, you can think of what you want of Napa. This, this is more of how this particular store is run.
1: Um,
0: When I started out 19, 20 years old doing this, they still have the same people to this day. I'm 35 now that are at the front counter and that's awesome and and working, you know, doing the parts thing as they did back then. And I mean, for any business, it doesn't matter parts store or not to retain employees for that long. That's saying something about what they're doing, but you can, you can experience it just with every interaction. Like, you know, you go up there, you're going to deal with a professional, somebody like Mm -hmm. yourself that's like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go that, extra mileage would I need to, to make sure that you get the right part and you get good service and you're going to go back there. Right. Again, regardless of what you think of Napa parts or, or Mm -hmm. whatever they supply or you're, you're going to keep going back for that service. That was always the biggest thing for me. Is like, who am I dealing with? Not so much all the time. What am I dealing with? You know? Right. I
1: mean, it's a, it's one of the things you, you, you buy from people, you know, you really Mm -hmm. do. And, uh, and that's really what we try to push um yeah i, I don't get into a big of 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 bash in the other stores um maybe sometimes for fun but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know we we have a lot of the same stuff um we have you know a, a few major product lines are different um sure but but yeah it does come down to people and that's that's what we uh you know one of my biggest surprises about coming into this industry like the parts side of it is there's not a lot of training for us um mm. You know, there's not – and so I came from the military where it's all about training. It's all about, like, you know, how you always, you know, know yourself, seek self-improvement. And, you know, so I looked around and, you know, I started studying the ASE. You know, I got it. I got ASE parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it a big deal in my store. Um, and I wasn't getting very many offers on it. And, uh, you know, I was kind of putting it out there. Like, hey, I really – you know, and I bought the books and had them on the counter. Um, every now and then, we I asked questions from it, or I put a little bulletin board up, like, "Hey, asking questions on you know, ASE stuff." Um, finally, um, I just said, "You know what? i I went down, took the test. Um, I was surprised. I mean, you know, I got a college degree, and and it was it was a pretty tough test. I was like, i kind of like, "Oh well, wow, yeah, that's pretty." Uh, I was kind of like, "Wow." And, uh, you know, I passed and then, uh, another one of one of my guys, I offered him, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll, cause so I was really wanting, cause I really want people to be trained. Like I want that as to be a benchmark of some kind of having training. Sure. And, uh, one of my guys, I said, Hey guys, I'll give you guys a dollar an hour raise. Like, boom, instant. And I had one guy take me up an offer. I have another person who's working on it. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. And, you know, we gladly, you know, promote that. Um, another thing I do, I'm, and I'm building it now, I don't got it done, but I'm want to get like a windshield wipers like how did they get so hard to install these days and <laughs> <laughs> there's some of them that's like huh and yeah opening it up like i said you know i didn't have much training so it's all been like on the fly for me and you know i had a day <laughs> where i first opened up i wasn't open maybe two months and a guy come in and it was i think it was like a, a chevy and it was the ones that they got to kind of slide in and click over and uh-huh. i just could not figure it out and and I told him I was like, I'm just gonna give you your money back. I'm sorry, you know. I was like, felt so <laughs> defeated. And the guy yeah, was like, help yeah. me up. He's like, oh man, we got this. And we watched a YouTube video, and I figured it out. <laughs> and like, something clicked for me from then. So then now, windshield wipers have been like my thing. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. like we have tough windshield wipers, nobody figured it out. It's like, oh, get Donnie, he'll get it. And when <laughs> I, I go out there, because I'm like, oh, you got to take this piece off, put this piece on, pull this piece off, it should click in. There you go.
0: Sure, yeah. sure. Uh- <laughs> I, I remember when I was, uh, it was actually, I think the first shop that I worked in, I was, I was still in tech school and I learned a really hard lesson. So, um, you, you flip the, the arm up. That's spring loaded, right? And you can have it stand Uh straight up, right? And then, well, that makes it really easy to take the blade off of it, right? Because it's standing straight up. So that's what I did. (laughs) I flipped it up. I took the blade off. And I turn around and I'm unpackaging the new one ready to put it on, right? Well, I must have not had it all way straight up so yeah it came straight down and right on the windshield and of course there's no blade on it so it's metal and it just it cracked their windshield oh, right oh my so, god! i was like oh all right well that was all my fault so and sometimes you got to learn the lesson the hard way even even on something stupid like wiper blades you still have to be you know mm-hmm. thinking about it and yeah some of those clips are stupid <laughs> they are
1: they are oh, how did this how did this be what made it through like i mean i get it it's there's probably some real good answer of you know it fits a wide variety and they can get the most out of it but sure sometimes it is tough and you know and that's one of the things we do we we put them on um you know everybody kind of expects that uh yeah and you know i that so get back to what i was saying was i'm going out and getting like old windshield wipers off of a from the junkyard and i'm going to build a board and it's going to be like you know so i get new people and stuff it's like you train like put these windshield wipers on, figure it out. Uh-huh. You know, yep. These, nothing looks worse than you're out there and you're got like five sets of wipers out. Can't get them on the car.
0: Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> so, so you, you bring up something good. there. It's, it's training and, you know, being a professional. And I think that goes beyond the parts person too. And I mean, that's the, That's the joke. Uh, I've seen a meme about it where you go to the parts store and well, exactly. You're asking them for wiper blades and the parts guy is asking you if it's four wheel drive or two wheel drive, right? That's, that's the joke, but it's the same thing with, here's what I saw when I was a tech. It's the same thing with the service writer at the repair shop. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the technician. You could have a lack of training at any level there and there's going to be a breakdown. And I think that's, something that we wanted to talk about was, you know, the relationship yeah. between the repair shop and the part store. And obviously there can be a lot of problems. There is a lot of problems and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of the, like the blame game as far as, yes. cause I have friends that, that manage part stores and I hear about it and I was a technician and I lived it and, Oh, I'm sure you have mm-hmm. <laughs> plenty of things
1: to say on this as well. It is. And it seems uh, that is a, a, a very easy trap to fall into. You know, everybody just wants to, I had a person that worked for me before. Um, I've been blessed. I've had some really good people work for me. Um, and, but everybody always kind of has their, their their thing. And that's an easy trap to fall into is, you know, a lot of things won't go right. And this is not easy. I tell people this all the time. Like, you know, people like, Oh, parts, parts are not easy. And, and, uh, there's a lot to it and you got to pay attention and it could go sideways. So quick, it happens. It actually happens all the time. You know, you see it a lot, you get it. Mm -hmm. And that, the, the, one of the things we were, when you sent me, uh, you know, I have on there communication. That's one of the biggest struggles is communication. And, uh, that is what happens, and then people get to that. I always say, guys, we don't fix blame; we fix problems. You know, mm-hmm. we don't need to tear each other down. I'm really big on that. I got like a little, my, I have like I made it up a long time ago, and it's kind of like I've changed it over the years, but it's my code of contact. You know, they always the soldiers always had code of conduct. I got my own personal one. Okay, and my number one rule is fun is fundamental. You know, and I tell people every day, I didn't know my own business to be miserable. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't mean like we're going to have fun and it's a party every day. Fun for me is winning. It's like taking care of our customers. It's like, you know, when they come in, you see that change on their face or you took care of them. And, you know, have fun that way. You know, have fun. You know, we can we can cut up a little bit. You know, it is this industry. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of fun to be had. Sure, um, But there's also a lot of misery to be had when things don't work and it happens so often. And yep. it can be. And what I've found is... You can always just take that opportunity to like say, hey, don't fix, don't fix blame, fix problem, you know? And then I see a lot of people want to just like, I didn't do that and they'll just let it go. And then, you know, and like, don't let things fester, you know? To me, you know, I I always think about it like how the shop would be. And I know they're sitting over there and they're like, what's going on? Are they doing anything? And I'm always, did you call? Did you, you know, bad news don't get better with time. So, yeah. Call. We figure it out. We can, you know, and even if the answer is that we don't get the part, but we found it here, and this is where you can go, so you can get that car off your rack, you know. And we do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really big on that. I try to really push that, and that is t- that's a very tough. You, you brought that up. That's a very tough animal to fight in our our businesses. People want to blame each other instead of instead of just fixing it. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the most common scenario that I can think of is you get the wrong part right? You order a a, a seal. Okay. Honestly, one of the toughest things I remember from the aftermarket was to get the right axle seal or differential (laughs) seal for something. Right. And and again, not that it's an easy thing, but I just, I recall that on a regular basis, we'd have to order two or three in order to get the right one. And it's Mm -hmm. as a technician, as a service writer, it's so easy to blame the parts provider, because I, I yeah. told, I told you what car it was. I told, maybe I even mm. told you what axle <laughs> was in this thing and I still got the wrong seal. Oh, what are these guys doing over there? Um,
1: and we get that. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure. Um, what, what can so I just had this today? Kind okay. Of. But I've got a, I've got a great relationship with my shops. So I really do. Um, and not saying that it's always sunshine and rainbows. I mean, we have our struggles every day, but today. So it was, uh, it was like a tw- – I want to say a, maybe a 2012 Chevy Top Kick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those – depending on what's been added to it or where it's been to have whatever, like they've, they use this thing as a flatbed and it's been converted. There's a lot of like, you can't just look it up. And I've even tried to call Chevy, you know, try and you can't dial some of those things in. Cause they've been built somewhere. They've got like some kind of additional package put on them outside. Oh, so, okay. you know, and it just took like, that's what I was saying. I jumped in my truck, went over there, put eyes on it, you know, let me see this. Took it back to the store. We mic'd it, you know, pulled out the books, did it old school if we have to, whatever we got to sure. do, try to figure it out. Or, you know, and I've had this. It's like, hey, this thing, you know. We found it today. It was really actually ended up being pretty simple once we got it figured out. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I have had. We had one a while back ago, and it was the same scenario on those. Uh, these were like a bus that's been converted like a limousine bus.
0: Mm.
1: So they've been built somewhere. And this one's a little bit older, so – and it was uh, some switch on the AC, and yeah. nobody – I mean, it was just almost impossible because nobody had, like, the business that built them or isn't even around anymore. And, uh, you know, that stuff can get really tough. And, you know, you sure. think, like, hey, I gave you the VIN. I gave you this. And it's like, well, that doesn't really walk you in on a lot of things. I'm, you'd be right. shocked at how much the VIN doesn't tell us. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. No, it's, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous how – um You know, I deal with the, uh, a lot with the scan tool side of things and you'll punch in the VIN or or the scan tool will read the VIN automatically. And then you still have to answer eight questions about the vehicle as far as what options. I'm like, what's the point of the the 17 digits or whatever? Doesn't that tell you? But uh, obviously not. Um, Right. It's like, isn't that information in there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's there's there's so much to it um and, and like you say when there's oddball or aftermarket stuff then it's even worse um mm-hmm. but uh, yeah being being that guy that that goes the extra mile uh, places are going to trust you and, and work with you more
1: um i've literally you know because i get it if you've got i always try to think about it from their shoes like you know you've got a car because i look at it like this and i tell them all um when you're successful, I'm more successful, mm-hmm. right? So the more cars they fix, um, yep. the more parts they're buying. For um, sure. They don't buy a hundred percent from me. Um, I don't have everything, mm-hmm. you know, and there's times like, you know, just things that just work out, you know, and I get it. It used to really kind of, when I first got in business, like, Oh, wow. now I get it. I've really, uh, since I've got such a good, I, I really do have a great relationship. Um, you know, we do things like we make it personal and, uh, you know, I know their family. I, we try to go at least, you know, before COVID, and I, we're going to get back to doing it again of taking, taking the owners the uh, shops out to eat. You know, me and my wife, my wife's 50 50 on the business with me. She's in the store with me every day. Okay. And we take the shops out to dinner. Um, you know, we sit down, we talk, you know, and there's a lot because communication is key. And the big thing that I've seen help, so is, the programs like we have web links and everyone has their thing that, you know, like you order parts off of mm-hmm. and getting, um, I had a shop that uh, they, they just weren't coming around to it, which, you know, at first I was like, well, that's cool. Cause they call me, you know, and they need me. I feel like they need me. But then uh, I really worked with like helping them kind of learn it, which it was different for me because it's the web link side is different from our side. But once I've got them using it and shoot, I've got uh, their parts person. They've really came a long ways. Like, you know, a long ways now they're ordering parts and that's because you can see the part, you know, and it's one thing that's yeah. the biggest thing for me is when you're on the phone, you're painting a picture for me. Uh-huh. And
0: <laughs> it kind of looks like, uh, you know, it's round here and it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, and
1: you know, and we all know there's different terminologies for the same thing. Like some things are called yep. different. Yeah. Um, and, you may have called and some, sure, so we'd always do sure. that. But once we've got on that, they've really, and they've really caught fire with it. You know, like they ordered you know, it started out just from every now and then and every now and then. And then, uh-huh. um, you know, it's really gotten a lot. And I always say, you know, cause look, you're looking at the part, you know, when I mean, you're looking at it on the car right there, like, you know, like, That's, you know, that's why I always have to run over. And I think a lot of that was, you know, I would run over and I would say, pull up your computer. Let me see your web links. And then I'm looking at it and doing, and, you know, and it really helps cut a lot of that communication. But there is times you have to pick up the phone and say, hey, Uh I'm not seeing it here. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, and that's where the professional you know, comes to the play and is able to help somebody. Cause I remember that too, uh, that transition. Cause when I first started, there wasn't really anything like that. Uh, Very, very (laughs) minimal online. You had to describe it or know what it was called or have some way of translating it to the parts guy. And, and some parts are weird, right? Like um, Mm -hmm. I remember trying to explain a door check and I mean, maybe I'll ask you, do you even, if I say door check, does that mean anything to you? you?
1: Like when you open the door and it keeps it from like flying open?
0: Exactly. Well, it's, it's the, it's the, like the piece in the jam that has a detent in it. Yeah. Um yeah. That will, it will stop the door at certain positions as it opens. And it's this little um ratcheting mecha- mechanism in the door jam. Yeah. Right. And I remember trying to explain it cause I didn't know what it was called. Like I knew what it did. I knew where it was. I had it in my hand and I'm like trying to explain it to the parts guy. Right. And... <laughs> it would have been so much easier if I had something online and I could just look up door pieces and, Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see it. Um, I I imagine the online thing increases the, the, you know, the amount of success quite a bit, but yeah, you get, you get down to that, that oddball thing Mm -hmm. that you need somebody to find. And you gotta have some, you gotta have somebody who knows their stuff in in order to
1: help you out there for sure. And and, then pay attention, you know, and usually, and sadly though, it comes from the experience of, you know, just like you, like, breaking that windshield mm-hmm. you now every time you take one of those off you set it down carefully
0: yep, yep exactly you
1: know? And, you know and that's sadly like what i see like you know and i went through a lot of that i said it was for me it was kind of like i learned like trying to walk through a grenade field you know i was like boom oh don't step there you know it was uh, you know because yeah. i did a lot you know like they tell me uh, i remember funny when uh it was the uh oh man oh in the ac the uh all the little like the doorman uh gosh, why is it slipping in my oh uh, opens and closes in the in there? Uh, um, they always break uh for the
0: the mode doors or the, you're talking about yeah, like that. door, uh, actuators. Actuator,
1: okay. And what is that what is that name for them? Uh Glendor. Oh then, and Okay, I thought he was saying Blendor. Or no, he's saying Blendor and I thought he was saying Glendor, and I'm like uh, <laughs> it right, right. You know, that's that could be a fifteen minute like looking yes. for something like oh, hey, dude, this uh,
0: I, <laughs> I I work with a number of Vietnamese shops and fantastic people. I actually prefer to work with them because they're 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 awesome people, extremely hardworking, and they're happy to pay me for my services, but the on the phone stuff between us that gets <laughs> difficult sometimes because th- they don't always understand what I'm saying and I don't always understand what they're saying and yeah I might get a Glendor or something like that I'm like wait what what are what are you talking about yeah so, of, yeah because
1: it came down to, he had a little bit of a draw and I was like Glendor I don't
0: know what this is, I don't know what this is. You know what? that's
1: awesome. <sighs> you know and there's little things like the way our computer system files things is not i think there's one like it's like the uh how was it like a rear main seal it's like a crankcase seal you know like it's just labeled different some in some areas not in others and or uh torsion bars and track bars and sure sure and i'm sure like i said i haven't figured it out but the way my Mm -hmm. brain works someday i might like i got to know why things are like that like but i'm sure there's maybe some engineer well it's not really a torsion bar it's more of a track because it turns. Yeah. I'm sure there's some reasoning by it because it's weird the way in some cars it's called this and in some cars it's called that. Yeah. And you gotta learn that. And it only you only learn it by like, Ugh. Yep. And I yeah, I used to have a hard time like asking, but now I just like, man, I've kind of gotten comfortable with my stupidity and I'll just be like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about here. What are we, I just want to get to what what you need and mm-hmm. you know um but yeah. Yeah it's, um it's,
0: it's, do you or have you dealt with uh, parts quality issues uh, where you're at in the shops you work with? And oh, I'm happens. I'm thinking a lot uh, electronic components, but you can expand on that if you've had experience.
1: It happens, um, and you know, when I talk to everybody. I think it happens across the board. You know, everything that that's human made or done, you know, it's, it's susceptible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have it. Uh, what I come down to is, I figure it's going to happen no matter. You know, you do so much, you're going to have your set of flaws. That gives me an opportunity to show them why they do business with me. You know, if we got a bad part, I'm in my truck, I'm over there, or, you know, give it to the driver. You know, I don't sweat out. You know, I, I don't want to fix, you know, we don't need to figure out what happened. Just let's fix what, you know, what needs to be done. And, you know, let's get them the right part and get make it right. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just, I take that mindset of, you know, sometimes it's a little tough. Sometimes you're like, i used to get pretty wrapped around the axle you know like when i first opened up about like man you know because i want to stand by my parts i want to have a good product and uh but now i just you know i I really it's going to happen i have one of my shop owners um really great people i mean really great people and like his granddad opened the business in 1951 they're still running it today um and he said "You got to quit getting so worked up. This is going to happen. Usually happens in cycles. You know, you'll get one, all there. You'll get three. You know, sure, and, sure. You know. And I just, I've kind of resounded to that. I still, you know, it happens. I still get like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. But I, like I said, I just kind of take that mentality. Of, let's, you know, let's uh, use this as an opportunity to real- make them realize why they use us. You know, like uh, bad things are going to happen, but we can make them better. You know, or we can do what we can." you know, and, and, uh, you know, I try to take care of them, you know, if they need a warranty claim, whatever we got to do, uh, get it down and get them fixed. Have you ever had to go outside of the
0: aftermarket parts network and actually get something from a dealer for a customer
1: in order uh, to make it time. work? Okay. And what I've gotten, um, and I don't know, cause I'm just me, I got my store and I just kind of drive along, but, I've gotten to where I will, like uh, for dealer parts, I don't mm-hmm. do a very, you know, I just say, hey, I need a very, very, if sometimes I don't do any markup, I just get it for them okay. on that. Because they could order it themselves. They really could. But sure. what I, I really believe is, you know, business is going to flow like water, you know, it's going to go with the direction of easiest travel. And, yep. you know, if I want you fixing cars, like, you know, mm-hmm. so. If you want this, tell me what you need. I'm going to make it happen. And, uh-huh. you know, if I have to drive up there and pick up, we do it all the time. We're going to go okay. over, we're going to go buy the Ford dealership. We're going to grab this for you. And whether that, and that's and that been, they've bought it on their account and we've went and picked it up and brought it to them, or I bought it on mine and I just bill them. And most times I don't put a markup in it, but it, depending on what the situation is. It might yeah, be. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because if I get Donnie on speed dial and I can just, you know, maybe, it, okay, we got this alternator. It doesn't work. We tried another one. It doesn't work, but then you can still get me the one that works. Yeah, I'm going to keep calling you, and that's the easiest way <laughs> rather than going through the dealership and, and starting the whole process over. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely something that I um had experienced. Well, I should say still do. Uh, so I do the mobile diagnostic thing, and mm-hmm. it seems like a lot lately and, and frequently throughout the time that I've been doing it, my diagnosis is telling the shop that the new part that they put on there is, is no good. And it's either creating a similar or maybe different problem that they were originally trying to fix, but this new part's bad. Sorry. Right. Um, you know, you know, you got to go back, back to the drawing board and get something. And I just imagine that's gotta be frustrating as the it's person scary. selling the parts. Cause you didn't build it, right? Donnie nope. did not build this control module, but you're selling it. And you got to deal with the, the repercussions if it doesn't <laughs> yep. work. But then also on the flip side of it, you know, when you're getting this part returned to you, I mean, the question's got to be in the back of your mind: like, well, is this the problem, right? And, and <laughs> it always, yeah, is it just a broken wire, blown fuse, or or something else completely? Um, or do I have, do I have a bad part here? You know, do I need to send this back to the manufacturer? So it's gotta be,
1: it's gotta be difficult to navigate through that. It is. And, and, and that is, it's a, uh, I will say it's helped me having such a good relationship with, with, uh, you know, I, I know like, you know, cause I first opened up, I didn't know. And I was like, this can't be, this can't be, you know, it's new. Come on. Yeah. You know, um, right. you know, and I did mistakenly one time, you know, like when I first got it, of course, I, we were on seven alternators and I was like, at some point, you know, I kind of got to say, Hey, <laughs> right. Okay. Let's take a look at this. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're not like at three and I was testing it on my bench before I took it over and they would run it and it'd be bad. And I was like, ah. yeah, but you know what we got you know, we kind of, and, I brought it up, you know, we kind of went back and forth, you know, and then, and then it leads to a scenario where they, you know, they don't want to do business for a little while. And then, you know, it takes a while to earn that business back. So, you know, it's just, I found like, you know, there's always a way to try to communicate without, you know, so now it's like, hmm, you know, okay, you know, and I can put it on there. Um, we have forms that we fill out, you know, and it's like, I just put the customer stated, you know, this, just, you know, and I kind of got to where I know, um, I'm really, I keep saying I'm blessed, but uh, I know my shops. Uh You know, Um, I know them. You know, and honestly, I really truly feel they care about me. You know, I don't think they would hose me. You know, I don't think they would. You know, and that's kind of the feeling I foster is we're in this together. You know, yeah. Um, The the better you do, the better I do, and vice versa. You know, and you know, I want to see you fixing cars, and you know, I want you buying parts, and whatever I can do to make that uh, a better experience for you. You know. That's, that's a really good way
0: to look at it too. And I I know some people, you know, might call me naive for doing so, but I think if you treat people the correct way, you treat people right, they're, they're going to, in general, for the most part, do the same thing for (laughs) you. I realize it's not a hundred percent true and and Mm -hmm. I've been burned on it. Right. And then that's when you make that call. Okay. I'm not going to deal with that person anymore, but for, for, I don't know. I would say the majority of the time, if you're, if you're doing right by someone, they're going to do the same thing for you and you can, you know, and maybe there's a mistake here or there uh, both ways, but you can, you can be pretty, you can have a nice flow, uh, you know, between two professionals. So
1: um, I I guess that'd be my advice for anybody. It's It's just to to treat people right. And I'll tell you, I've been. It's been an eye opener uh, since I got to peek behind the curtain of the shops. You know, uh, you know, I got some good ones. And but you know, a lot of the times, it's uh, it can be. I can I get it for you guys. Like I, uh, I had no idea what it took to fix cars. Like you know, and the stress. Um, you know, like I hear you guys talk on the podcast, and like I see it, um, trying to get somebody to understand what diagnostics what should be billed for that for what they're not getting billed. I just, I mean, I tell every time I talk to my shops, I'm in there, I say it all the time, like, you know, and and that's another good thing about what I try to do. Um, So when we were talking about kind of, I'm kind of straddling the fence, you know, I see walk-in customers and then I deal with the shops, you know, and I have some instances where, uh, you know, somebody comes in, they price a bunch of parts and then the shop's pricing or the shop's priced a bunch. And then all of a sudden I see this person's in front of me. And they're pricing the exact same thing, so I know they've been to the shop and then they're trying to do that well why the shop's marking all this up you know and i do a I try to do a really good job of like explaining like yeah, um you don't know what it i mean do you if you knew what it takes to fix a car like do you own a lift do you have you know mm-hmm. uh the the a scanner that's like three thousand dollars that needs a like a nine hundred dollar subscription every year um you know there's a lot that goes into it. And then mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of just, like, some of the guys I've met are just some, just, I love being around people that, you know, and you talk to them, you, you know, it's like you pick their brain. I love getting that knowledge, you know, and, like, some of the guys I see in the shop just, just blow me away with, like, you know, like, uh, just, like, how this car is talking and, and like, you know, and look at, like, one of my first examples is, like, sitting at a CTI course because if I got shops going to that, I go to it, you mm-hmm. know, and I sit there with them and, you know, and, they were doing something on a scope. This is my first eye-opener on it. Was, and, then, and they had all those squiggly lines going across there. And guys were like, hey, I see a misfire. I see this. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was like a scene from The Matrix, you know, when there's just the digits flying <laughs> yeah. by. And I'm like, you're seeing a misfire? Yeah. I, I don't see that. You know, so I have, like, a huge respect for you guys, like, like, what it takes to fix a car. And I try to parlay that, you know, like, tell people that when they're in my parts store, like, you know, like, you know, and it's not just that. Also, when they fix your car, you know, they're married to it. You know, I mean, they're going to, you know, if something happens on it, they're going to come. Now, odds are going to come to me and I'm going to give another part. And, you know, mm-hmm. but we're going to get you taken care of. But there's a lot to it. And people don't, you know, I try to educate, you know, try to like. Because just like me, I had one the other night. I work on my own stuff all the time. But uh, a friend of mine, um, we were helping him out. Uh it was a ball joint on a Toyota Sienna, and I looked at it, it as like it's one of those ones. Three bolts here, it's that, but I don't have a lift. That bolt's probably gonna be all. I, was like, I called one of my friends at a shop. Like, can you can you knock this ball joint out? I just don't want to mess with that, you know. <laughs> I mean, because it's a it's an hour, it's a forty five minute job, but then it could break a bolt. It could the studs could snap off. Uh-huh. I mean, you sure, know, so knowing sure. knowing what it takes to fix something sometimes helps. Because I, I was like, I don't want to deal with that right now. I got, I've only got like. A day and a half off this week. I don't want
0: to <laughs> <laughs> turn, turn it all into busting your knuckles. <clears throat> um, that yeah. is, that's the thing is, uh, I've tried to um, just remind myself of this in the la- the last couple of years is that almost everybody you talk to, whether it's in this industry or not, but it's specifically in the automotive industry, almost there are exceptions, but almost everybody you talk to. It is an expert at something within the, within the industry to some level. Right. And maybe they don't know what, you know, as well. Like if you're just talking about parts or you're talking about diagnostics or you're talking about ball joints, like you might be the expert in that area, but that they could still teach you something. They still have some expertise that you could learn from, but you got to, be willing to talk and interact with them. And then you really gain something from that. And I, I, when I go to these shops and I'm, I'm doing the diagnostic thing, right? They're calling me in like, Hey Sean, you're the specialist for this di- network problem. Come tell us what's wrong. And I will and whatever, but that doesn't mean that like I'm smarter than everybody in the shop. Far from it. This guy knows transmissions or this guy knows body work or this guy knows um, differentials or whatever way, way more than me, if you take the time to actually interact with them, um, you, you can benefit from it yourself immensely. Um, and I think everybody could take, you know, a a lesson from that just to like, see, you know, what is, what is this person I'm dealing with? You know, what is their expertise what do they have to offer? And like I
1: said, there's exceptions, obviously. Um, well, but and then just how, like going back again to that, like how hard it is for uh, diagnosis to build, to build that, to truly build that, like what it yeah. takes. I can see as a, as a, like when you have a shop and you, the owner has the business hat on. Does it make more sense to have a guy like you come in, knock mm-hmm. it out quickly, and has his guys still churning those fast jobs? Yeah, absolutely, it does. That makes a lot of sense instead of having some having a couple of their guys spinning their wheels, you know, sitting there, you know, that makes perfect sense, you know. It's, and it's kind of like what I got back to is trying to find. I kind of what I always do is I find like cars, like I when I had to do his license, you know, and then here now I get like a car that's you know it's in the inop lanes, broken, but you know you have time to sit there and kind of mess with it, do talk, play around, you know, whereas in a shop environment when, you know, you've got cars to get out, customers want their cars. Yep. Pronto.
0: (laughs) Yep, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a form of outsourcing that makes you more productive, right? And that's, I mean, that's why we're calling you to get parts because we're not going to make a, mass airflow sensor or an alternator, mm-hmm. right? There's somebody that's better and more efficient than that. Yeah. And so I I think the automotive world is headed that way in a lot of directions where there'll be a number of different specialists like ADAS and diagnostics yeah. and programming. And th- there's just going to be a lot of specialty areas that people can choose from, which is going to open up a lot of career paths it that people on. can follow
1: and be specialists you know, I- in that area. I would like to, I'm going to try to get in, uh, in front of some of the kids, you know, that the, I've heard you guys talk about it, the technician shortage, you mm-hmm. know, every shop I go to is dying for people, um, you know, and, and, everyone, uh, you know, and I don't think a lot of people realize how it's going. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book right now and it's, uh you know, it's kind of on how like can bus and land and things like that, you know, and some of these cars, they have like one of them's like, like I said, 90 million lines of code. Uh, it's, oh, it's ridiculous, you know, and how yeah. everything's going. You know, you're, there's going to be a point where there's a big part of it. It's going to be computer programmer as, as a part of being a mechanic, you know. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity there, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the younger people really see that side of it and know that that's something that they could get into and automatic. And I mean, that would be real. I mean, you're doing what you guys do, like, and, and doing that stuff is a real – to me, like I said, it fascinates me. I'm fascinated. I'm a kind of a hobbyist with it, but, you know, and a parts store, and it helps me at my parts store. Sure, um, But, yeah, I, I really do think it's just crazy the way the cars are going.
0: Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, you're diving into some new areas. You were telling me you're getting into Keys. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about that. How's that
1: going so far for you? <laughs> it's going great. Like, so we've really only been – I bought the equipment a while back ago and then I kind of done some training. I've been kind of playing with it here. Uh-huh. I kind of kicked it off this last week. I said, Hey, we are going? I'll start doing them. Um, gosh, I've already been doing at least one or two keys a day. And okay. It's All been, right. yeah, it's been really good. Um, and, you know, I listened. That's how I told you. I found your podcast was I was trying to do some research on that. And I listened to that one where you guys were talking about keys. And, like, right off I had some of the, like, things. Like, I remember you guys saying, like, oh, stay away from a car if it's got problems. You know, you're doing it. First one I do was one of the, uh, one of the, <laughs> yeah. one of the guys at one of the shops. Like, he uh, he was doing, like, a side job at the shop. Like, and it was kind of a family member. And they would put in a brand new uh, – he – it was a Honda – uh, a cord and it would just intermittently die, just die shutting down the road. Okay. And, and he determined it was the, the, all oh, the immobilizer. And so he put, or no, ignition switch. So he put a new ignition switch in. Well, of course the new key wouldn't talk with the car. And I still hadn't, didn't really know a lot. So I kind of came over there and I was like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was kind of playing with my new toy. And, uh, I was, and Aaron on the side of cautious, I didn't do like I should have just done all keys lost and redone, but it wasn't talking. That's what it was. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking because there was something going wrong. And when I did the thing, it was like this is like the worst one to try to learn on. Like, something <laughs> went on with the immobilizer, and like I don't know enough to tell you what to do, you know. And then uh, I ended up calling tech support on all tell the next day, and he was like, "The immobilizer is bad." I said, well, "It's a brand new immobilizer." He's mm, has to be bad. So I told him that, and they had bought it from another store, not me. Uh And uh, I ordered one, brought it over, we put it in, it worked.
0: Nice. And And I was like, (laughs) right off. It was a
1: brand new part. It was a brand new part and didn't, and I didn't know to say like, that part's bad. Sure. I didn't have the, I didn't have the confidence to say like, I mean, I kind of was thinking, I mean, I was kind of thinking like, well, I mean, it's not going. And we took it out and we put the old one back in and- it that, starts up and i'm like oh, that's not supposed to happen like
0: that's like, that's so huge for you know for somebody who works in that side of the industry to experience <laughs> what what a lot of techs have gone through right and it makes you question like did i do did i do this right did i make all my yeah. checks correctly is my tool working it, 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 you question everything your process completely breaks down <laughs> And, and you're just, you're just lost. And, and then maybe you eventually do get to the point where you realize, okay, it's a bad part. And then you're so frustrated with that bad part. Right. And and so I I don't know if you've experienced any, it sounds like you have a good relationship with your shops, but I don't know if you've experienced any like animosity from technicians or somebody
1: that's gotten a
0: part like that. It, It is it sucks. It that is a sucky position to be in. For sure. And
1: I stood there and took, I took my butt chewings, you know, and, cause you know, I'm just as disappointed. So I've, I've stood there and taken it, you know, um, yeah, but you you
0: didn't stuff. make the part, though. That's I the other know, thing. Is <laughs> you know. Everybody needs some.
1: You know, it just rolls down the line because then, you know, I, <laughs> I call the DC, you know, and I'm like, hey, right, you know, or yeah, I vent yeah. to somebody. I don't think they really pay. You know, they do pay attention. Um, you know, when we fill out the forms, um, uh-huh. I will say I've been pretty impressed. You know, CarQuest, we fill out the forms. They have a lot of, you know, we get emails every now and then, hey, we're seeing a lot of defects turn all these in and gotcha. get these new in you know okay. they they do a a job on that you know it's a constant a constant rework um right now we're in such crazy days with how getting parts is going right now it's just such a a different animal
0: yeah um that was another question i had is how the supply chain crisis has affected your side of the business or everything really, but it's really got to be putting the crunch, it's getting and rougher go. and
1: rougher. Um, you know, starting out is, you know, if I need 10 of this, I would just order 10 of them and have them next day or, you know, within the day. And now it's like, well, it was getting to where it's like, well, I can get five here. I can get three here. I can get two there. Now it's getting to where it's like, I can get about four of them. If I piecemeal them from a couple different places, and then we're going to wait a day or two. And you know, um, some of the motor oils getting really tough to get. Um, yeah. I heard about the diesel oil is getting real. Very. Hard yeah. Yeah. 1540 is really hard to get in the Rotella and some filters are getting hard to get. Um, we've been, we have multiple product lines. I've been able to, you know, gladly we took on Fram, brought Fram in. Uh, we have our Carquest premiums; it's our majority seller. Um, but I have been able to switch over and say, "Hey, we got Fram. You know, we can step this up and get this one here." Um, we also have AC Delco. We have uh, Motorcraft. I've been able to find a way. Now, there's a couple that it's like, Ugh. it's just they're not there. And yeah, yeah, it's it's it can be rough, and it can be it's really rough, especially when you have customers, you know, there's people that need to roll. They they got their business and they need their cars to be maintenanced. And mm
0: -hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta gotta get that oil in there for sure. Um, (laughs) yeah. What, um, this is another thing I was thinking about. What are your feelings on stuff like Amazon and how has that affected your business? So it's probably not as big with the shops, maybe some, maybe not, but I, I have a feeling with on the DIY side of things,
1: things like Amazon goes. really cut into the market. They have, um, fortunately all these things that we're talking about is one of the things, you know, uh, it's hard. Um, they do the the price points um not you know they're getting in and it, it concerns me cuz I, I was telling you you know when i had my car lot i bought a lot of stuff tried to tried to buy that stuff on the internet mm-hmm. and you know you 7 out of 10 times you you can be okay but there's going to be some ones that come back and they're they're not parts is very uh you got to really look and and just like we were saying there might be a on a ford there might be five options for this part in that one model year and it determines on when it was made, you know, uh, then, or those, what is, a, what is on the one Silverado's, there's a classic, you know, it's a, it's a whole different <laughs> truck. Well, oh, you know? well, tell,
0: tell me about that. I, uh, I spent a long time on one, uh, when I was looking at the wrong diagram, cause I had it up for a class or I don't know if I had it up for a classic and I was working on a not classic or vice versa, <laughs> but man, did it, it screwed me up.
1: <laughs> yes, and you know those are the things, and so we do this every day. We do this every day. You know, Chevy Malibu. There's Malibu, and there's a classic on it. It's a whole different car, yeah. and we do this every day. And see the struggles we have. You know, if you only did this once in a great while, you know, and that's what I used to run into. I, I and I, tr- I always try to kind of think of how people are coming at me, and I do get that. You know, people coming. Well, it's on Amazon for this. Um, you know, but what I've work on his service, you know, um you know, hey, if it breaks, if and and I just like me. So if you buy a u joint from me and it breaks, you know, you come to me and it's under warranty, I'm directly handing you a new one. You know, you're not going to wait to send it off, you're not going to cuz I know how I am. Like I've got a whole I could literally take you upstairs in my shop and I've got a whole room of parts that I ordered somewhere that I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, maybe I can have a flea market someday or I've thought about maybe <laughs> having my own, like, online kind sure. thing, get rid of some <laughs> of that stuff. Yeah. Because I did it. I did it. I always tried and I found out laws of average go somewhere that can help you, you know. And I, I've even, you know, tell people just giving my best effort of saying, hey, you know, I had one. It was a uh, – this has been a couple months ago back in summer and it was those like on a, on a ride mower, the fuel pump. And little black cylinder and, you know, Amazon was, it was way cheaper. And then, so I was like, we don't usually get beat by that much. You know, we're talking like mine was almost 50 and this one was, he was saying $12. So I pulled it up and it was like, so when you crossed it, the part was there but the right part was up small in the right corner and they had this big one for $12 blown up in your face that, you know, it just tempted me <laughs> to click that it, it part number, you know? Uh, so I'm like, mm. I was like, I don't think that's going to work. I mean, I know it looks identical and you know what, you may slap it on there and it may work, but that's not the right part for what you're doing. Like that's not the right part. You know, you're not sure, getting the sure. right thing and it may work. It may not, you know? Um, but with us, that's what saves us is, you know, we have the people there that can, you know when you have that, and i get it all the time i've there are numerous times, I got people that come in. I've done business with them. I've gave them my little spiel. I say that all the time. You know, I'm, I imagine the guys that work around get sick of hearing me say that. Like, you know, when I have my car lot, I always tried to save money. I always tried to I'd order all these things. And, you know, and I've just found, you know, come here. And, you know what? If it's wrong, I'll take it back. You know, if it, if it defects, we defect it. We break it. Or if it's broke, if it, if it failed on you, we're going to give you a new one. You know, and there's something to that. You know, and, you know, some of these warranties are two and three years. You know, if you're shopping with me, you come back and it, you know, we have it all in there i'm really big about make sure we put things under people's phone numbers so we can find their records and you know i'm going to take care of you and mm-hmm. it's kind of one of the day and i even had one guy um he's right down the road from me and he comes in all the time and he gets he'll get some advice on doing stuff and you know he came in and he bought brakes from amazon and he couldn't get them to fit you know he couldn't go uh and then we finally looked it up and it was something silly it was like he'd ordered the wrong thing Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, I'm sending them back, you know, and he just bought the parts from me, you know, just because, you know, and I even like, we, we took him, I can't remember what it was, but he, we had some of them, but then we had to run uh, down and pick up the rears or something. So and then I just dropped him. His house was right around the corner. So we just, he paid for him. We just dropped him off at his house, you know, and, you know, it's little things like that that can help, help win the day. And, and parts, for sure? it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it,
0: that's the thing is that Amazon or whoever online doesn't have, you know that's that personal touch, and yeah. that's, that's where it's at. That's where you know you mm-hmm. st- are able to set yourself apart Um and be be that professional, right? Not just mm-hmm. be a, 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 a yeah
1: button click online and, and hope See for it. the best.
0: <laughs> you you can. So
1: many, you know, one guy that works for me. You know, he was a mechanic for a long time, long time, and then you know he's just his body is not you know taking a toll on him. And I will say the two people that I've had work for me that were mechanics, it's, it's tough getting you guys to switch to be a parts guy. Like, oh, yeah. uh, it, it's not an easy transition. Like, I thought, oh, yeah, they're going to know. But it's a different world when you're on our side of the counter with like, how it goes. But I'll tell you what, he's really good now. He's came along. Like, he is one of my top guys. I mean, I got okay. two really good guys. I got two really good guys. The other guy, um, they're just two different types. Well, one was a mechanic. He's very, like, you know. And then the other one, he does a lot of like, he works on his own stuff. You know, him and his dad have a lift. He works on a lot of tractors. You know, it, it's not just the people I hire are kind of, I like them to have passion to them. You know, you got to be interested sure. in this. You got to want to do this because sometimes it's really tough and it's like, oh. Right. <laughs> so, well, just having a
0: background in general. Um, I, I know when I worked with service writers it, in the shop, if if they had like, zero knowledge about cars maybe they were great at sales right they could they could yeah. sell you know ice cubes to an eskimo or whatever that's <laughs> that's probably really politically incorrect but yeah. um you know that's they're really good at sales but they know jack squat about cars yeah. i i don't want i don't want to really work with that person i'd like i right. really like to work with somebody who has, a, has some background they don't have to be a mechanic but i will say some of my favorite service writers were technicians at one point or another. Maybe they weren't very successful at it, but they get it. Like they've (laughs) been there. And, Mm -hmm. and maybe the same thing is true for parts professionals is that they've seen, you know, that side of the industry, the technician Mm -hmm. side of things too. But Hey, let's, let's turn the tables here. (laughs) Maybe it would benefit the parts people if technicians understood um, the parts side of it more. And and actually that's, that's the question I got for you is what is something that you think technicians or shops in general could do to make the whole process smoother and easier and better for everybody?
1: If there's one or several things, what could they do? For me, what I've noticed streamline and I've watched, I've watched one, one, one place I do business with, I've watched them go from being a hundred percent call to transition to doing probably 95% of their orders online. And it makes such a difference. Um, They gained that confidence in learning it. And then, you know, know, they'll call me now and like, there's the part number I'm looking at and I'm showing here. And, you know, and sometimes they want me, you know, they'll say, hey, can you double check this? You know, and it's not really a double check check like they don't know it's just like you know they want you know a this or where can we find it because sometimes i our store we can see other places that they can't but that having that clear picture because and i get it because i spend a lot of time of going over and doing so i know how it must and i know how when i'm working on something you know you can get that tunnel vision and it's you know it's like it just looks like this it bends over and goes around that that's what i need (laughs) yeah and you're like i get it could you maybe text me a picture of it, you know, <laughs> it said, uh, painting, painting the picture of what you're really seeing, what, what you're wanting as opposed, you know, and, and then sometimes I scratch my head um, and it used to drive me up a wall. Now I just let it go. I just let it is I've had like, send me apart, like match this. I match it, rush it over there. And then it comes back the next day. It's like, what? i know that was right that was the exact right thing but on the other hand i figure maybe something happened you know it didn't work Mm -hmm. out that wasn't it or in the time it got there you know and i used to like have kind of like ah you know and it was not me questioning the, the shops it was me questioning me you know did i get the right thing you know was i getting you the right thing and now i'm just kind of like I just got a good. uh, I got a pretty good report. I was coming like it was everything around that. Like I mean, I know I got it right. Yeah, just this. You know, it usually there's usually a solid explanation for it, or you know, and we've gotten pretty good. Where it's just like, oh yeah, we were just way off base. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) know, Sure. it's okay. You know, Uh, yep, yep, stuff happens. But and yeah, it. You know, was I had a question. um, Do you guys teach that at all at your school? Ordering parts. So uh, we
0: don't have anything built into the curriculum, but at our particular school, and we're the only one in the state of Minnesota that I'm aware of, we actually have a parts department within our program. So we have a dedicated employee who is our parts guy. Shout out to Cliff. Um, (laughs) I I don't know if he listens to this, but um, what is good about that is that the students will – go back to the parts department there's a counter. We have some stock it's limited, but they order parts directly from cliff with our authorization to fix live cars or school cars or their cars. And it, at least is a little bit of an experience to deal with that side of things, right? Because mm-hmm. they have to give him the correct information. Like, yeah. And it's good for us as instructors because it saves us time. Like we don't, we're our, our focus is on the students and the instruction. Right. Right. And so I don't want to be spending my time ordering parts like that. That is a waste for everyone when I could be working with a student, but they get to deal with cliff. Now that entails them. They need to give him (laughs) the correct information. And if they don't have the correct information and cliff does a good job, like he'll grill these guys. Like, well, what size rotor is it? Or, you know, what's, (laughs) what's the axle ratio in this thing. And if they don't have that info, he sends them out of there. Right. So they, they learn as they go throughout the program to, okay, if I'm going to go back there and get a part, I need to have all the vehicle information. I need to be able to answer all these questions. And so, yeah, we, it's not, it's not like we test on it. It's not like it's part of the official curriculum, but I, I think it gives them a good idea of okay, this is what it's going to be like for me. If I need to get the right part, I got to bring the right information to the table, at least you uh, know, in, in order to get the right thing.
1: And as I um, keep saying, that's key like communication. And I I've thought about we have a tech college It's pretty close to here, and a lot of guys that come in my store teach down there. Um, huh? And I've thought about you know, like reaching out, like it would you know, even just if somebody come down there and just give a presentation on here's, here's a, you know, and not trying to sell anything of like saying, Hey, here's like web links and how it works, but just put one up in front of them. And like, this is what, you know, basically this is what you're going to see when you order parts online. And, uh, cause it's such a big part of the industry of getting the right part. You know, uh, it's such a big part of just, you know, just kind of giving like a familiarization and see if they'd be open to that. Like just, Real quick presentation of here's web links, here's how it orders, you know, like put it in the basket. And these are the things you look for, you know, like when you pull it up, when you look at these rotors, like, you know, are they this size? Are they this size? That's what you're going to ask. You know, these are kind of stupid questions. You don't, you just want to skip over them. You're just going to make everybody angry and you ask those, um, which we had a big update and they said that all questions are going to matter. And but some of them I'm kind of like, eh. But I got burned a while back ago, right, because I, I don't want to be that, because everybody messes with the parts. guy like, oh, why yeah. are you asking me all these questions on this? Uh-huh. And it was a Toyota, I want to say a Camry, and it was XE or LE, something like that. It was something mm. simple like that. And I just clicked right on by it. The shocks were different. Um, one of them had a mounting bracket that was different whether which submodel it was. When in, I think I found out that it was like a Lexus, like it was like the upgrade and it was like almost something like a Lexus or something type suspension. And I was like, Huh. And that's what I did. That's how I hosed that guy. Send him <laughs> down the road with the wrong stra- shocks because I didn't want to ask him is it an XE or an L E because yeah, I didn't yeah, I felt sure. like you know, I, I had that like oh I don't want to ask that. You give
0: him the four wheel drive wiper blades.
1: <laughs> and that happened. So then I'm standing there, I mean, you know. <laughs> he, he he sat in his driveway and the heat. Had his car all tore apart, you know. And I could have found that out had I said, "Is yeah. it X E or L uh-huh. And hmm, I might be sure. mad. I can't remember what exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what X E and L E. So now I ask, you know, I'm like, I've gotten comfortable with my. Uh, just I ask, you know, if people. Some people are like ah, and that's the thing about other like DIY. When you ask, like you know, sometimes like people is, they come in and, ah oh four oh seven. You're like Whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> I, I don't uh, know. I, th- I uh, think it's a Chevy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I tell people if you don't know your
1: car, I dang sure don't know it. I mean, you no, know, I mean, there's a while. I mean, we can have the right year and the VIN and everything. We, you know, there's it's tough. Right. And now yeah, you're giving me a three years three year range. You don't know. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's, that,
0: that's got to be a battle because yeah, most people <laughs> don't know those details or know
1: what engine or whatever. <sighs> And the other one is they got the old guys that used to do it and mm. they come in they're like, wow, you don't have books. And you're like, mm. no, we don't have books. You know, I do have some. And I honestly, I'm kind of an older guy. I enjoy flipping through the books. Like I can process the information easier out of a book than I can on the computer screen for some reason. But, you know, I got one. It's like, I know in your day, like six filters ran 90% of applications. Yeah. You, know, and you could you could just walk back there. Oh, it's a Ford. Ford, this motor, it's this filter. You know, you walk back there now, I've probably got like 1,500 different filters back there, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're all in a – like, I can't find them unless I ask you these questions. (laughs) I don't know where they're at exactly on that. There's there's just too many parts. Like, I can't. You know, I know back in the day that's so you could just, oh, Ford, that would be this one here. And I'm getting – I mean, there is some parts that you do, like, I know that and you grab it, but it's it's a whole different animal, and it's all broke down by that computer and – like, like it or not, because some days I do, you know, if we have an internet outage, oh my God, our store, it, it's, it runs to a, you can't look up parts, you can't do, you know, that's... Yeah, I imagine. You know, we've, you can't, you can't flip open a, and nobody prints out the manuals anymore. You can't flip through books anymore. They yeah. have some things online, but if your internet's out off, you can't pull up your digital catalogs.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, yeah, that's crazy how much we rely on it. it I mean, Boy, boy, it would shut everything down, and yeah, I mean, everywhere, but the automotive industry included. Good, good
1: luck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As much as I really do, I uh, love what I do. I really do. Uh, you know, I've I've had, you know, I've had some like, oh gosh, that sucks, but all by and large, I really enjoy. Uh, all the people that I work around, I enjoy like going into the shops. I enjoy my DIY customers. I enjoy that they come in, they got the unique stories, or I see people that, you know, like a younger guy that's never done breaks before and he's uh, watching YouTube and, you know, he's wanting to do it. And, sure. you know, it's like, yeah. You know, you can do that yeah just watch that video because I think back man what if I'd have had YouTube when I was young I, dude I don't know how it, oh my gosh I, I so wish I would have had that <laughs> me and my friends used to work on cars all the time and I was we were, I was talking to a friend of mine from high school I was like, what did we do like yeah how did we didn't have YouTube how did we he was like remember we'd go we'd find somebody that knew and we'd ask him <laughs> you talk to that old grumpy
0: guy and, yeah and hopefully he wanted to share something with you that you know? that was it that I mean honestly that's. It, it was, um it was very different trying to seek out information. And I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not even that old, but I'm pre YouTube as far as when yeah. I, I came up in this industry and yeah, you had to find someone who knew the stuff and, and just hope that what they were teaching you was legit and you didn't have really much of an option. You find somebody, well, here's how you do spark plugs and okay. All right. I'm going to follow what you say um and then try to yeah. figure it out on your own but by god that worked <laughs> boy boy everybody that is young right now has such every everything almost everything is just out there you just have to go for it. you just have to have the ambition to go absorb yeah. it and it's there i mean that is so so powerful if you it's don't that's on you that is 100% on you if you don't take <laughs> you take full advantage of everything that's
1: out there, but absolutely, like man, I, I think about it all the time. Like man, what if we had? If I'd have had that, like man, Because i remember, uh, like man, I probably still would have been. You know, I was kind <laughs> of. A, <laughs> probably still been a punk.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Last question I got for you: <laughs> yeah. has, I, has anyone ever asked you to look up a '97 Toyota Tacoma water pump gasket as a joke?
1: Oh yeah. So, like one of the other stores, like they call them, like, hey, uh," they're like, can you, uh, can you describe it to me? (laughs) Tell me what I just need to know what it looks like. like, Well,
0: (laughs) so, so for anyone listening who has not done this yet, it's, it's pretty widely known in the automotive industry. But if you haven't, Google a '97 Toyota Tacoma water pump gasket, and you'll have a chuckle. So.
1: Yeah, it's like you you had to been doing that. Like there's no other, like the machine. The machine don't just drop them all perfectly like that. I mean, that's it's a madman design, right? So, there. Some
0: engineers were having some fun. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Well, um, I th- thank you for joining me, uh, Donnie. This was, uh, this was good talking to you. A different side of the industry. I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah. Um, appreciate your time. Yeah. No, man. Thank you for having me on, man. I I, I enjoy your podcast. Um, Thank you. I love listening to it. Um, like I said, the I, day I pop it on when I'm driving. And, uh, you know, like your variable valve timing, I love listening to that. Uh, your thing on transmissions, which you know, I just had a, our Nissan Versa, just the transmission crapped out on it the other day. Okay. Yeah. One of those CBTs. Sure, like, sure. <laughs> the newest newest one we have for a delivery car. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But no, it just, uh, yeah, I really, and I really love being around this industry. Um, I really love what I do. Um, love selling parts and taking care of my customers. Okay. That's going to do it
0: for today's episode. Another big thank you to Donnie for spending some time with me on the episode this evening. Really appreciated that and enjoyed my talk with him also like to say thank you to everybody that's listening to the show and all the feedback that I've gotten. Of course, uh, you know, the last two guests that I've had on the show here have reached out and wanted to be on the show. Uh, maybe that's you as well. Maybe you've got a topic that you'd like to discuss or some knowledge that you'd like to bring to the table, something that you'd like to share or talk to me about. Uh, I'd be happy to have you. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, uh, reach out to me there. Um, There's a few other ways you can find my email and stuff like that, but Facebook's probably the easiest way. Just shoot me a message and uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. But other than that, let's all get out there, start fixing the world one car at a time.